music nerds, you're tuning in to another episode of the Niagara Moon podcast. I'm Thomas Irwin, and I'm going to be once again joined by my uh, sidekick, Dan Barracuda, to discuss albums of note. How's your week been? It's, it's been a little rough, but I, I hopefully we're all holding on, and uh, you get a kick out of this episode. Uh, Van Morrison is a pretty fascinating figure, I think, for a lot of reasons, um, we get into the good and the bad. I just want to also mention, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can leave a rating or a review on your platform of choice. We always appreciate that. Any feedback is so welcome. And uh, if you want to pick yourself up a Niagara Moon CD, we're still running that super sale, uh, looking to give our CD a good home to a, uh, an attentive and appreciative musical family. I think you would be just the perfect fit. You can go to niagaramoonmusic.com slash adopt a CD to learn more. All right, take it away, Van. Half a mile from the county fair And the rain came pouring down Me and Billy standing there With a silver half a crown so, Mr. Dan, what album are we talking about today? We're talking about Well, it's a marvelous night for a moon dance. <laughs> We're talking moon dance, Van Morrison's moon dance, 1970. He kind of says like moon dance. Yeah, he does. The way he's, it's like uh, M U N. Moon dance. Yeah. Dude, this song, I mean, this album is so good. This album is 50 years old. 1970. It's very good, isn't it's it? It's very good. Yeah, it is. It has a horrible album cover. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, dude, Van Morrison is terrible. It's, one of, it's one of the worst album covers. <laughs> I, it's one. It's probably the worst album cover I've ever seen. Oh well, you haven't seen Hard Nose the Highway. That's another Van Morrison album. What's that's, that? Oh, that's even worse. And he's he's weird on all of his album covers. Uh, Saint Dominic's Preview might have a, a passable one, but. Astral Weeks, I always found awkward. Uh, yeah, he's he's not graceful with his image, but boy, oh boy, his music. <laughs> into the music. I'm looking at Into the Music. Wait, wait. Into the Music, yeah, that's where he's just like, I'm concentrating right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm into the music. Yeah. <laughs> but image aside, he, I, I, I'm glad you uh, are saying that about Moondance, because I was like, we're going to have a problem if he doesn't like this, this collection. Oh, uh, yeah. No, Moondance. Before we get too deep into this, uh, we do want to maybe address the recent news that's come out with uh, Van Morrison and his uh, <laughs> comments on COVID. Yep. Um, you know more about it. What, 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 he, he's, he hates it and writing songs. Yeah, yeah. Well, for, for those who don't know, news came out recently uh, that Van Morrison is releasing uh, three new singles. They are Born to be Free, As I Walked Out, and lastly, No More Lockdown. So he uh, with an exclamation mark at the end, or no? No, but it might as well be. <laughs> yeah. He calls on his fellow singers, musicians, writers, producers, promoters, and others in, in in the industry to fight with me on this. He wrote on his website in a post that has since been deleted. Come forward, stand up, fight the pseudoscience, and speak up. So this guy's a cantankerous ass who's just in his own world, obviously. Um, and you should absolutely still follow uh, lockdown protocol, but. Uh, yeah, he he's he's come up in the he's performing now. He he performed live in in London recently. Outside, like an outdoor. No, it's indoor. 
but it was it was still like socially distanced, I guess. So he didn't get the crowd he wanted. So yeah, he's he's a hot topic right now. Oh yeah, in No More Lockdown, he sings of imperial college scientists making up crooked facts. Uh, no more government overreach. No more fascist bullies disturbing our peace. Okay, so he's a uh, he's he's a little bit of a rabble rouser. So I want I did I wanted to mention all that just to get off the top. Why did he delete it? If he believes in it so much, why did he delete it? Maybe his manager was like, "Whoa, whoa, buddy, slow down here. You know, let's let's not get uh, some litigious consequences going." He he did write the songs and re- release. Yeah, um, "Born to Be Free" has been released, and uh, it's stupid. It's it's a very stupid year for him. But that just also just kind of proves the point about he. This man makes such beautiful spiritual music. And it has such an intensity intensity to it, but then his personality is just so grouchy yeah. and self centered, and he's he's such an enigma though. Like you never really feel what's going on in his head and yeah. what his like emotional state is. He's so, I mean, that's kind of part of his appeal too. He's such a weird kind of mystical figure in music. Dude, I don't know much about him. Like, do you know his eighties music and nineties and and late seventies and you know, like do like. What, do you, um, what else do you know about him? Right, his his catalog. So, I mean, I've been pretty into him from a, a pretty young age. And um, I think I, I follow him up until at least the late 70s. Like his, his 70s albums are, uh, there's there's peaks and valleys, but it, there's a lot of great stuff in there, in that catalog. And uh, he has an 80s album with this Irish band, The Chieftains, that's pretty cool. And he sings more kind of like traditional Irish songs. I don't go too, too far, though. I mean, he like a lot of artists that uh, came to prominence in the 60s, he does have a lot of kind of crap, in my opinion, as the years go on. But he is certainly not a one-hit wonder or a one-album wonder. Like, this this guy has multitudes. Right. I love his, um, I love his like, musical sensibility. Mm-hmm. His vocally, so he's such a good singer. He's such yeah. a good singer. In his own way, you know, and he, he has such a unique, he has such a unique voice. Yeah, truly. It's a marvelous night for a moon dance With stars up above your eyes A fantabulous night to make a romance Do the cover of October skies uh, It's so crisp and it's like so fiery. Moondance has five, has ten songs. And it, you know it. Uh, the first side ends after "Into the Mystic," and if you just take those first five songs, like the first five songs of Moondance, it's like amazing, 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 amazing. And the second side is also awesome, you know. But it's just like the first side has Moondance and like Caravan, Caravan and Into, Into the, the Mystic, Mystic and yeah. Crazy Love. Car- Caravan's amazing, and and I really liked and it oh, stoned yeah. me. Like the, when I first heard it. I was like, I was like, I was like, whoa! Like, cause it starts, yep. it just starts, right? It's like boom, vocal. Mm-hmm. It's like drums, and then the vocal starts. It starts right away, and it's and it stoned me. These dreams of you, oh yeah, you know, uh, come running, brand every uh, everyone, everyone, everyone. Oh, that's everyone. a great one. Yeah, <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't know these songs. I didn't know the, I didn't know like the second half of this album that like very well at all. It's it's an album just chock full of like hit after hit after standard after classic like it's so concise or at least for the most part it's it's like it's just dead on with so many of these songs. 
Have, have you ever heard Astral Weeks, the one that came before this? Not, not in its entirety. This album was a big deal for him, I read. Oh, yeah. This broke him, like, into the mainstream. Was there a particular song or just the album? Uh, several songs from the album did really well. So I think just as a whole, it was, uh, it was a juggernaut. And it had, like, a really lasting uh, success and appeal. Like, just it was a consistent seller and just, like, pillar of his career, like, over the decades. Um, so Astral Weeks, which came before this, was kind of a flop. But in retrospect, most people are like, that's his masterpiece. Like, that just is his most transcendental, wondrous collection of songs. Like, you can't touch that. And I kind of feel that a little bit, too. Like, it, it's kind of comparing Astral Weeks to Moondance is kind of apples and oranges because Astral Weeks is just such its own unique thing. What's it more like? Is it more like, is it more jazzy like Moondance? I can't even describe it. I mean, you kind of got to hear it for yourself to understand, but all this, a lot of the songs are way longer and there's a bigger feel of improvisation, but it's not like playing jazz. It's like going into like Celtic folk magic world. Like I, I can't even, we, we'd have to cover it on a, on another uh, day. Maybe it's, 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 uh, it has a much more kind of lush, um, folky arrangement and just, uh, he he gets in it. It's super soulful. I, yeah, I I'm failing to describe it adequately. But going into Moon Dance, he was like, "Oh, I mean, there's some quote where he's just like, I needed to drop the artistic thing and start making money, and you know, make an album that was going to be a, a success. Like, the, just uh, given how like awesome and spiritual these songs sound, it, it's kind of weird to think he was. Did just, he say that? He said something to that effect. Like, I you know, I needed to get real and and focus on the on my career, basically. But this is the result. But did he did he say like get money? Like did he say like did he say the word money in that quote? <laughs> that's hilarious and that's kind of amazing. <laughs> he was like, I needed to drop the artistic thing, <laughs> basically. Like I, he he got too artistic yeah. with Astral Weeks. His his standards are just so different that it's like, all right, keep keep doing whatever you think you should do because this is amazing. Um, I remember of uh, my old friend Robert. He showed me. Before I even really knew the song, he showed me a live version of Caravan, like from mm -hmm. the 70s. And it was insane. Was it with the band it for the last waltz? Yeah. Where he's like kicking, like doing little kicks in the I air? I think it was. I love that yeah. performance, yeah. It was insane. Oh my God. I love the way he just like pouts off the stage at the end. Like, radio. <laughs> Yeah, he is like a mystical guy, huh? And then Into the Mystic. Into the Mystic is the oh, best song gosh. on this album and probably the best Van Morrison song. I'm going to go ahead and say. Oof. Yeah. I, I, I might have to agree with you. Although I love Moondance. I mean, as, as, as we play it all the time, my, mm. my duo, Ian and I, we play, it's like one of our like staples. We, we play uh, Moondance a It's like a jazz a standard. Um, but it was really nice to hear... Dude, it's amazing. Like, he's like a rock and roller, you know, like a folk and roller. He can do it all. <laughs> he's a rock and folk and roller. And soul. Like, and, and then moon dance and soul, yeah. And moon dance is like jazz. And it's, a, and it's an amazing jazz song. And it's like a jazz standard. Yeah. It's so good. He's like, oh, let me try jazz. Oh, kills <laughs> yeah. it completely. It makes a classic, iconic piece. For sure. Because the rest of the album is not that at all. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting how that's. Uh, I, he never had a song. I think that that sounds that just classically jazzy again. Like that's kind of an outlier, but it's such like you you know here at weddings and it's it's just such a, a standard everywhere. So. His vocal is so is so great, dude. There's a moment in Moon Dance you gotta hear it. It's it's in the second verse. It's like around it's like, <laughs> where he starts sounding like a revving engine. I love that. That's near. That's near the end. This is at like 120. Yeah, it's in the second verse. Uh huh. And he goes, and hold on, my light will be waiting to make. And dude, I swear to God, I know auto auto tune didn't exist back then. It might have been like a tape glitch. Yeah. But it ra- he's supposed to be singing the minor third, and he sings the major third. He goes to make sure to make sure that you're never alone. And it's like it's the weirdest thing. I can't believe they kept it in there. When you come, my heart will be waiting to make sure that you're never alone. You gotta uh, hear it. It's like at one point. Back to that. Yeah. yeah, to make sure that you're never alone. <laughs> I had to hear it like five times. I showed Ian. I was like, what's going on here? But you know what? It just adds to the just the time, I think. It just adds oh, to the yeah. times. So raw. There's so much quirk and personality in his vocal performance. And it, it kind of feels like he's the sort of singer that never performs it the same way twice. Like he's always going to put a new spin on a on a certain part or a, a, a phrase when he all his vocals sound like it was like one it was like a take a full take like go it was just like yeah. record no like punching it oh let me redo that or like let's make this a different no, vocal no, track i know they the didn't have that luxury back then yeah so yeah. he just sings the song he didn't need it and dude he has really similar um kind of like when we were talking about paul simon how he kind of sings like the same notes a lot of times, like the same kind of runs. Mm-hmm. Van Morrison does the exact oh, same yeah. thing. He's always singing oh, the yeah. major second, and unto the mystic uh, and a stone yeah. may yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah, well, it yeah. It's, it sounds yeah. so good. But the, what does he play besides guitar? That's a good question. I don't know if he plays anything besides guitar specifically. Although I wouldn't be uh, harmonica and tambourine. <laughs> Um, gotcha. <laughs> but it's it's rare you get somebody that sings as well as he does, and it's it's so distinct and so just masterful. And he writes amazing songs. He's also totally a valid. He's a great songwriter. songwriter. It's like his main instrument. It's like his main instrument is like fucking songwriting, dude. <laughs> his main weapon. Yeah. No, it's in the combination. Is it's so him and it's so distinct, but it's so accessible at the same time. Do you like In It Stone Me? I love Anna Stone Me. I mean, I would say seven out of ten of these songs absolutely love, and like Into the Mystic is in my top five of something. Like it's transcendent, and Caravan yeah. is, is right behind it. I love, yeah. And a stone me to my soul. Yo, what does there he say? Are. Just like Jelly Roll. Stone me just like Jelly Roll. Just so like Jelly Roll gen- is a recurring thing in Van Morrison songs. This is this is part of the lore. I think jelly roll is always his like weird term for for sex, especially if you listen to his earlier songs in the '60s, like on the uh, Bang record label and stuff. This this weird '60s rock. He's always talking about jelly roll, like a weirdo. Jelly roll. Part of his his he's got a creepy side. He's just such a bizarre uh, persona for a musician. But yeah, jelly roll is his his go to phrase. Also, Caledonia. Yeah. He says the word Caledonia a lot. Yeah, I was reading gypsies. He likes to sing about gypsies. He like ref- gypsy soul. 
Yeah, Gypsies. Yeah, Anna Stone Me, with that song, I mean, a fantastic album opener. And also, immediately you're really appreciating the horns, which I think is a huge part of this album, is the horn players and the horn arrangements, which yep. apparently was... The construction of that was like pretty spontaneous and like figured out in the studio, which is amazing. Like they add so much and they bounce off of what he's doing in an amazing way. Yeah. Another thing I love about Ann at Stone Me is he's singing about this childhood experience that he had. I think it's real. Like I, I feel like everybody, like you and I, both we have certain memories or experiences from when we were younger that really re- like resonate with us and are important but if you try to explain why or get into details it's it's like trying to describe a dream like it doesn't really make sense or you can't really connect right, to it and he hard. does it he yeah. whatever spirit he's trying to convey or to channel like you get it in the song and it, it makes it has its own logic that makes sense like that's really hard to pull off i guess that's it his lyrics are just awesome oh yeah his lyrics are also just awesome I mean, what you always... For the rain. Yeah, yeah. What, what you always think with, with this guy, Van Morrison, is he has this, this R&B soul, you know, just black music sound that he yeah. does, he, he pulls off as, as good as you're going to get with, with a guy from Europe. And you, you get this amazing, like, this blend of, of Celtic imagery and, and images of Ireland and that, that feel, and you get flutes sometimes and all that. But you got that like rhythm and blues in there too, and that combination is is unparalleled. Like that, that's a huge another side of this. Yeah, that's Van Morrison right there. And he he sings like really early on in the songs. I feel I I feel too. Yeah, you're just like start singing, like the song starts starts singing. <laughs> I love a song like Caravan where it starts with the word and. I love a, a song that starts with and because it's like wait what ha-? like. What what this is already going like oh I gotta gotta get with it here yeah. Yeah, you gotta catch up to cut to the to the lyrics, to the story. And I I, just, I, I really appreciate like just the, the different ways he sings like in Crazy Love. She give me crazy. Yeah, he gets real close to the mic. Like she give me love, 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 love. Crazy love. She give me love, <laughs> love, love. Crazy, crazy love. In the background vocals. It's so raw. At the very end of Crazy Love, like I just feel like in 2020, like in these days, you would want like the vocal, the background vocals to end at the same time mm-hmm. as like the lead vocal. But it's so raw there. He's just like he's like crazy love, and the background vocal is like crazy love. Like it's like yeah. off. Like they're not in sync when they end, and it's just like it just falls down. But it's so nice and like yeah. raw. <laughs> it's it's you like hear the room. It's weird to hear him sound that like try to sound that tender. To be honest, I'm not into it as much because I, I want him when he's when he's uh, cantankerous and he's shouting and he's he's getting your engine going. He's he's you know I 
wanna rock your gypsy soul. Yeah, I want I want that. I, I don't want Van Morrison the crooner so much. She gave me love, love. I don't, I don't love. want him like trying to be romantic Marvin Gaye. It doesn't work for me as much. <laughs> so you don't like Crazy Love that much or what? I just in comparison to the other songs, he's he's too much of a stoic, like not gonna give you anything of himself personality for me to like buy him as like, you know, you know, intimately crooning, coming on to the love of his life like i yeah. i don't need that side of him uh as much but i get why it's a big song caravan's so good caravan's great it's about like friends it's about like friendship like love and friendship yeah a- another kind of recurring theme in this album is he's trying to like find uh magic and wonder through like natural means and just the power of music itself and and nature and uh He's, he's tapping into just like the simple pleasures and like a sense of adventure, um, particularly in Caravan, which is awesome, you know, and kind of goes against like the more druggy music of this era as a whole. Yeah, this is like the turn of the decade. Um, into the Mystic, I love boom, bam, boom, bam, boom, bam, on the acoustic. Yeah, oh God, every step of that song. I mean, just I, and when I, that foghorn wind blows, I will be coming. Yeah, when the foghorn blows, I wanna hear it. I don't have to fear it. I mean, the the rest of this episode could just bam, 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 yeah, it could just be about <laughs> into the mystic, like. I'm like, is this even music anymore? Like, this is just so, everything about this works so well. Like, it's the kind of thing you hear, and I'm like, the bass line. Oh, God, yeah, the bass is so funky. Boom, 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 boom. Just how it crescendos and the piano, and it's like, it makes me feel like, oh, I'll never do anything that's like a tenth this good. Like, you know, it's one of those things you hear, and you're like, I should stop trying. I know. I uh, it's so it's so good. I, the drums, I just everything is, and now that I'm I'm just diving so much more into like recording and stuff and like learning how oh, important yeah. that the room the room is and it's just like I, everything's so warm. Seventy, it's so yeah. yeah it is, but it's everything's so like raw, man. So did he have a band? Like was it his band or was he just hiring different musicians throughout every album? Like I think it was more like that. I don't know too, too much, but I, I think this was a completely different band than what he did Astral Weeks with, and I think he, he kept going on it, because he, he changes up his sound a lot. Like, even yeah. by the, the late 70s, he has kind of like a a slicker pop sound, which is, is really cool still, and, and I, I really like the album into the music, but it's it's much different than this. I, I think he, he cycled through people a lot. Also... He built up a reputation for being very difficult to work with and just kind of disrespectful. He's a very disrespectful person. So I think a lot of uh, musicians or people that worked with him kind of got soured on him, too, through the ages. Um, wow. He did He did not invite loyalty so much, maybe. Does he have, like, a right-hand man or someone or any kind of frequent collaborator that you know of? Not that I know of. He's his own deal. These dreams of you. So catchy. It's so, so true. Yeah. It's so slick. Yeah. It's so Irish to everyone. 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 I love that song. Yeah. 
Dude, Glad Tidings has a moment that's the same corporate. It sounds like sha la la la. Yeah, I think it's like one four one five. I think there's a reference to Brown Eyed Girl because this song is also about the trappings of the music industry and like how crappy people can become and like you know it's a bunch of thieves and you get screwed on stuff and pigeonholed. I think he's referencing the the little guitar lick that's like. I think that's like an in joke. To uh, to Brown okay. Eyed Girl because he was in the shadow of that. Then all the knights will step forth with their armbands. And every stranger you meet in the street will make demands. So believe no lie. That's funny. Metallica Metallica does that after Enter Sandman. In the album after Enter Sandman, they have a song and a <laughs> it's the same structure of Enter Sandman. Mm. They like did it on purpose. And at the very, very end of this song, the song is called King Nothing. The song like fades out and he goes, Off to never, never land. <laughs> <laughs> I love when bands do that. Like the, the Beatles yeah. do that in uh, Glass Onion, right? Yes, but also she loves, at the end oh, of uh, yeah, All yeah. You Need Is Love, she loves you, yeah, 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 yeah. That's always fun. <laughs> Yeah, Into the Mystic, Moondance, Caravan. Those are like the top three for me. But I also really liked it. It stoned me. Yeah, and everyone, even though it's it's uh, simpler, I think it's just it taps into such an ecstatic, like free feeling. And I love uh, the vocal stuff he does there. Uh, it, dude, it's like you said. It, I mean, it's like he makes his world in the album, but it's so there's so much variety. You got like Into the Mystic is so like it's so mystical. It's so spiritual. And it's yeah, it, it kind of transcends. Mortality. It's literally about like transcending mortality. I think like yeah. embracing just the infinite, un- unknowable nature of of uh, existence. Like he, he's going deep on that. It kind of like transcends genres too, dude. Like what oh, yeah. genres? What genres into the mystic, classic rock? You'd say classic rock. No, there's there's no answer. I love how he pronounces like he says, uh, "Let your soul and spirits fly." It's like S P U R I T S. Let your soul and spirit fly into the mystic. I love his his accent poking out. To the mystic, and when that fog wind blows, I will be gone. Spirits fly. I just want to hear it. I know I got to hear it. <laughs> How amazing would that to be to hear that? Uh, Ian kills it. We play we we play that song too, man. I want to play. I gotta we gotta play that song more because we have that in our catalog. But we do Moon Dance way uh, more often. Um, Moon Dance is awesome. I gotta say, Moon Dance. I I for me, it's like I can still appreciate it as a total like impeccable jazz standard, but feels a little overplayed for me. Oh uh, really? I I'm going through this album. I'm like, and it's me awesome oh and i know into the mystic and caravan and come running all those songs are come up later i'm so excited uh i gotta get through moon dance next like i had a little bit of that feeling it's, oh really for me it's like i know the song so well but i don't know the recording of it like super uh, well i, I go think of the recording you know we, we were talking about asia and how there's certain songs that you just for you are synonymous with just maybe say older people just kind of being safe dancing in the moonlight uh, that kind of just like this yeah. played sort of feeling. I get that a little bit with Moon Dance. No, what is it? Well, my beer. What is it? Drink Scotch whiskey. Oh yeah, no! I get no. A, moon Dance. Just it. I feel like it's it's been appropriated by just like normies too much. I don't know. It's it doesn't transcend for me the way wow. so many of these other songs do. But it's still like 
I love the mel. I just da 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 and the dude vocally the whole second half of the song in the moonlight and I love when it goes in the magic yeah it's like so Jesus yeah he can just he can expand on a on a like on a melody with his voice and just twist it and come at it from weird angles like he can do that so well and I yeah. It's it's very entertaining. He goes in your blush. In your blush. Yeah. Stars. In your blush. Can I just have Yeah, he's a master of dynamics. In your blush. Can I just had a warm dance with you? He goes, my love. <laughs> you ever seen uh, Jimmy Fallon does an impression of Van Morrison? I think it was on SNL one time. No. But it's just the hat and the sunglasses. And he's like, at one point, he's just like holding four different cups of Guinness beer at the same time. And it's just like sloshing around. He's just like wailing gibberish, but it still sounds like him. Is he doing moon dance? No, is he I singing think, moon dance? I forget what song. Maybe it was like an earlier one. But just like, the, you know, Van Morrison is very hard to understand sometimes. He gets a little loose with his lyrics and his diction, and he, he taps into that in a very funny way. What would you say is your least favorite song on the album? Um, I got to say, I'm disappointed with Brand New Day a little bit. I was going to say Brand New Day is probably mine. It, it, it just kind of... I can't even recall it right now. Yeah, it's uh, apparently at one point he said like that was the one he connected with the most and kind of that was his own little pride and joy on the album. But it's, for me, Brand New Day, it, it feels like filler and it's long and it wears out its welcome and it feels like he wrote a better song first and then he's like, let me tap into that again. I'll do something else with, with these kind of ideas or this feeling and then it, it's something that just drags or doesn't, Capture the magic of what he did before, but he just kind of runs with it. Like it's it's plotting, it's slow. It's it, it kind of feels like a, like a failed take on like the band sound. You know, take a load off Annie. That kind of like slow, slow burn. Annie, take a load off. Yeah, it's it it doesn't hit where it needs to hit, and um, it's yeah. I don't know. It's it kind of brings down the album a bit for me. Yeah, it's. And it feels like, feels like, and it seems like, feels like, Well, good thing it's near the end. Crazy Love. It's it's a good song still, but I'm just I'm not into Van Morrison, the the intimate crooner. It kind of gives me the the heebie-jeebies a little she bit. She gave me love, 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 love. How about you? Crazy. Uh, I would say Brand New Day like, kind of escapes me more readily than the others. <laughs> but, dude, I mean, all the other ones, like, Glad Tidings is a great ending. I like how it starts, like, the, the high bass. Sha-la-la-la. 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 Yeah, that. That's it, dude. That's like, yeah, it's like, sha-la-la-la-la.
It's the same chord progression. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Again. Yeah, it's the same yeah. kind of deal as sha la 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 la. Whoa. Yeah, it's one four one five. This truly one, four, is a uh, yeah, a little little nod to uh, Brown Eyed Girl. What do you think of the song Brown Eyed Girl? Uh, we play that. We almost always like end with that song. Like, oh, we always end with Five Hundred Miles. But like Brown Eyed Girl, oh, is, like it's in the last. It's everyone. I listen to that song every day. Five hundred miles. And we've learned that it's a it's a science. Yeah. It's a it's like scientifically proven. <laughs> like we always do when anytime we're playing at a bar or something like or even like a private gig. Like we're like all right, five hundred miles because like it's that it's one of those, it's that song where everyone's like I love yeah, this song yeah. and we're like I love this <laughs> song. Of course you do. That's why we're playing it. <laughs> That's why we're ending with this goddamn song. But anyways, Brown Eyed Girl is always like in the last five that we'll play because you know everyone loves mm. it. It's such a good. I, I think it's such a good song. <laughs> Such a good song. I could dude. go the rest of my life without hearing it, but that's. I think that's really? just because it's so overplayed, and it's like that's the go-to Van Morrison song. But I'm like, why? He has so many more amazing songs, and and he thinks so too. He's like, I have 300 songs that I. Have oh yeah, songs. oh yeah. He'd be like, I have 300 songs that are better than that. <laughs> better than that. It's so good though. It's the first song on the first album. It's crazy. Um. Uh, Simplicity, dude. It's the same chord progression as the lion sleeps tonight. Uh, yeah, I bet a lot of songs are uh, like that. Some variation of it. It's just like you know, if you use the if you use the one chord and the four chord and the five chord, it's gonna be like a thousand songs. Like, and it's just gonna have that feeling of like like, like La Bamba, Twist and Shout. Mm-hmm. These songs are just like the the one and the four and the five are just three chords and the truth. It's like. Chords and the truth, yeah, and that's Brown Eyed Girl. I mean, it does have the the sixth in there, the minor chord, but oh, it's still yeah. like the sha la 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 la. That's just like one four yeah, one five. Yeah. It's like you're having a good time no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> Margaritaville, dude. Same with Into the Mystic. Yeah, it does have it does have another chord. It has a the three chord, the minor three. But that song's still, not about like, the chords though. That's about the. The raw power of the van. It's not, yeah. I was uh, at some like campfire a long time ago, kind of with some hippie friends when I was a teenager, and there was this older guy that was playing a bunch of music from his car, and then he was playing like the album Moondance for a while, and everybody's like, yeah, Moondance, I love it. And he's like, the van is good to everyone. <laughs> so that's my... Caravan... Uh, would you say this is his most solid album? That's the thing is Astral Weeks is just its own special case. And I maybe, I'm kind of, it's like the, the best songs on Moondance just beat anything. But I think Astral Weeks as a whole album experience is like unparalleled. Like that's its own special deal. But it's wow. it's it's kind of close. They are a lot longer than the songs. They're not even like songs. They're just like moments. It's, there's songs like the way that like Miles Davis does songs on Bitches Brew. Like it's you get into a vibe. Uh, something so beautiful about the way these records sound. So you ever seen uh, interviews with uh, Van Morrison or anything? Gauged his uh, personality? Not when he was young. Uh, I remember one time. I, I for some reason I was digging into him. But it was like back in like twenty like twelve or something, and I watched like a recent interview, <laughs> and he was so grouchy. It was like oh, a yeah. young interview where she's like, "So like like she's like, what what kind of music do you like from this time?" He's like, "I don't like anything this time." He's like, "I like like blues from the fifties yeah. and the forties and this." Yeah, big surprise. He doesn't listen to anything after he was fourteen or whatever. 
he's so hostile, but it's it's just so funny. Yeah, I just I remember my little soundbite of him was uh, he's talking about he's kind of pondering his audience nowadays and his position in the business, and he's like, "I'm not a download act." He's not a download act. <laughs> no more lockdown. No more lockdown. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's got like a low growly voice. Uh, now, huh? uh. I heard this other amazing story about him. Like fat bastard. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a, uh, an Irish balladeer, uh, Glenn Hansard, who has this story of meeting Van Morrison like back in the 90s um, on his 50th birthday party. He was like an upcoming, up-and-coming songwriter, and he's at Van Morrison's party through like a friend-of-a-friend invite or whatever. And at first, like Van Morrison's, you know, playing songs for a while at the party, and people are putting in requests. So he, he kind of musters up the courage to like put in a request, and it's for like a pretty tasteful choice, like a lesser-known hit. But Van Morrison's immediately like, You don't know me! But but then later it makes it really awkward. But then later, it's Glenn Hansard and Van Morrison just like sitting up in an attic together, like sitting right across from each other playing songs all night long, like just taking turns, like yeah, just like jamming out together, like at, at Van Morrison's request. They're playing like until like six in the morning, oh, just right. like this amazing intimate moment together. And then at the end, Van all Van Morrison says is like. Good voice, good songs, blah, blah, blah. And like he never hears from the guy again or whatever. <laughs> That's just Van Morrison in a nutshell. Jesus Christ. That's Van, man. That's the caravan. That's the Van, man. He's so guarded. Dude, what is the deal with the cover of Moon? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I, I just read this today. It's it's up so close on his face, all those pictures, because he had a huge pimple that they were trying to conceal. On his chin? Uh, I don't know if it was his chin or, like, his upper forehead, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's so aggressive. And he's so... He just doesn't give you any of his personality. It's fascinating. He's always so just dour and reserved, but people didn't mind. What's the album you were talking about? What's the cover you were talking about that was so bad? Oh, yeah. It's not even of his face. It's it's Hard Nose the Highway. It's a drawing <laughs> or a painting. I see it. It's like, what is going on here? But yeah, if you want to get into Van Morrison, dig deeper. I think you go Astro Weeks, you go Moon Dance, you go into the music. And uh, I quite like his first album, which is just kind of a random compilation of a lot of these sort of one-off like rock singles. He did in the 60s, but there is some energy there, too. He did some great... Are they all covers? No. He did a lot of originals, no, even no. like in the mid to late 60s. He has, he has a nine-minute song about tuberculosis, TB Sheets. He was his own deal from the beginning. Like He's, he's got some intense tracks. It's too bad he's a COVID denier, though. Yeah, that sucks, dude. Has he been, has he been controversial about other stuff? I don't know. I think he... I mean, he hates interviews. I think he likes to keep to himself generally. So whatever wacky thoughts and ideas he's had in the past, I don't think we've heard about as much. But I wonder if but part this of it really triggered him then. I also wonder part of it could be he wants to perform. This is like he needs to make his money touring and COVID and lockdown is no good for that at all. So he's like dog whistling 
the part of his audience who's going to come see a show anyway and like reassuring them that, you know, I'm not for this lockdown crap. Like, let's just get together. This is bullshit. You know, I wonder if there's some kind of uh, manipulation there, some maneuvering, either his idea or his publicist or something. I, I wonder know. what he sounds like now, like when he sings. What does he sound He's like? lower, but he's still got the goods. I mean, I'm not going to really be too interested in any of his songwriting at this point, but he's he's still... He knows how to deliver a song. I like when he's like, and it's stars. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All his trills and everything. Oh, he sounds so amazing. Man, so much soul. The first five songs are just ridiculous. It's like side A, side he's all one. Soul. Also, he is also, yeah, man. I'm really glad we did this album. This was uh really nice to open my eyes to these other songs and to kind of see how Moondance and Into the Mystic fit in the context mm-hmm. and Caravan. That's a good one. I forgot about Crazy Love when I heard it. When I first heard it, I was like, wow, I feel like this song is covered a lot. Like, I like, I feel like I've heard a lot of covers of Crazy yeah, Love. Yeah, oh, it's hugely covered. Yeah. Some songs just like invite covering. Like I feel like no one really covers Caravan. Right. Cover Crazy Love. Yeah, because Caravan is just that's Van Morrison's energy, like owning that song. But Warm uh, Crazy Love is like I could I could hear a bunch of other singers doing it's that like a better song for other people than than him. You know, <laughs> yeah. other true crooners. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, it seems almost kind of uh, tacky for an album like this. But uh, let's get into ratings. What are you gonna give this one? Uh, man, as far as like a package of Van Morrison, 70s, him, just him, 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 and just great lyricism and melodies and expression, mm-hmm. arrangement, variety. It's got it all. What a great album, dude. I kind of I kind of want to give this like a fucking like 94. 94. Wow. Like a 93 or a 94. Yeah. It's, I just think it's like... It's like a Van Morrison like killer album. It's a, it's a success. Wow, that's the highest rating that's been uh, given out on this show so far. Um, I mean, I'm I'm pretty close to you. I I went into this because this this was uh, my suggestion for this particular week, talking Moon Dance, and I went into this being like, I'm going to give this at least a 95. This is all time classic, like undeniable. And as I went through the album, like I said, three of the songs fell a little short for me like crazy love i can kind of from his voice i can kind of take it or leave it a little bit and brand new day bogs things down a bit too because it's just so long and slow and and like i said moon dance to me just feels a little bit overplayed but besides that everything is just firing on all cylinders and i love into the mystic and caravan those are just such soul pillars and uh come running so i came into this with like a hot you know an a a plus energy and it got it got whittled down to like i'll just say 91 so it's still great 91 all right it's it's still amazing yeah we're still in a territory damn dude the van All right, that's going to do it for us this week. 
And next episode, we're going to be talking about Jeff Buckley's Grace. So if you're a fan of that, uh, by all means, tune in next time. Uh, Until then, I hope you have a satisfactory, at least, uh, rest of the week. And uh, thank you, thank you. I'll see you later.